Good morning. Hi. <laughs> My name is Amelia, and I am the Children's Program Director here at the River. Welcome. When Charles introduced uh, our sermon series, How is the Gospel Good News?, I was excited because we have something good, and we get to share it. So I started working with the children at the river about 13 years ago as a volunteer, and I discovered that I could not really tell the children the gospel unless I believed that it's good for me first. So today I'm going to share with you how the gospel has touched my life personally and how it has been good. So when my daughter was six, she was always excited whenever one of her teeth became loose because she saw this as an opportunity to get money from the tooth fairy and became rich like her brother, right? <laughs> one day, her tooth finally came off, and she was so excited, she kept it in her hands all day, showed it off to everyone. But when the evening came, she realized that she no longer had the tooth. She was devastated. We looked and looked, but we could not find it. Despite our effort to help her, she still felt helpless. So I told my daughter to write a letter and gave the tooth fairy an explanation. When the tooth fairy came that night, she did not just find one letter. She found two letters. Hello, TF. TF as in tooth fairy. My sister lost, lost her tooth, but she still needs the money. <laughs> and this letter really touched the tooth fairy's heart. <laughs> the way that her brother advocated for her and was looking out for her was very touching. Now, I cannot tell you how much... Um, Tooth Fairy gave that night because it can cause many conflicts, I understand that. But the Tooth Fairy was very generous that night. So, what if I tell you that in everything that you do in life, everything that you're going through, everything that you want to pursue, that you will always have a friend who's not only going to be there for you, but truly knows you and cares about your very own unique situation. Wouldn't that be good news? Well, for me, it's really, really good news. A national 2019 survey led by the health insurance Cigna found that 46% of Americans reported feeling lonely. 46 and according to the research by Julianne Holt-Lanstad, a professor of psychology and neuroscience at Brigham Young University, loneliness is a very serious problem, even deadly. The heightened risk of mortality from loneliness equals that of smoking 15 cigarettes a day or being an alcoholic. It even exceeds, exceeds the health risk associated with obesity. Loneliness has become a serious issue 
of Public Health that in 2017, the former U.S. Surgeon General Vivek Murthy called loneliness a public health epidemic. Now, depending on our circumstances, we experience seasons, right? There are times where we feel more lonely and disconnected, and other times we feel less lonely. The pandemic, for example, has brought loneliness more to the surface for many of us. And even though social media has expanded our social connections, study actually suggests that social media increases our change of social anxiety, experiencing social anxiety and isolation. Some say loneliness is a psychological it's, it is a state of mind, a feeling of empty, alone, and unwanted. Others define it as a gap between the social connection you would like to have and the one you feel that you experience. Now, because we live alone or even enjoy living by ourselves, it doesn't always mean that you are lonely. And just because we have a lot of friends and frequently go out on social outings, it also does not always mean that we feel known or close to our friends. Loneliness is a subjective experience. So, it cannot be easily diagnosed or, or measured. But for those who experience loneliness, the feeling is very, very real. Look on my right hand and see. There is no one who takes notice of me. No refuge reminds, remains to me. No one cares for me. This is the prayer of David when he had to hide in the cave from King Saul. My voice is as sad and lonely as the cries of a jackal or an ostrich. This is the cry of Job. He was afflicted with diseases, lost all his wealth, and his ten children. And what about Jeremiah, who was also called the weeping prophet? Jeremiah was called to serve during one of the most devastating uh, times in the Jewish history. He refrained himself from marriage and attending social events. So it's possible that not many individuals in the world have had greater reasons to embrace loneliness than Jeremiah. And this is how he described his feeling. Why is my pain unending and my wound incurable, refusing to be healed? You have indeed become like a mirage to me, water that is not there. So heartbreaking, right? Loneliness feels very, very painful. The Bible has many stories of people who felt lonely, who felt abandoned, forgotten, and despised. It seems like loneliness is not a new problem. It feels like it has been here from the very beginning. Which makes me wonder, could loneliness be more than just a psychological state or a public health issue? 
Could it be deeper than our circumstances? Could loneliness actually be a part of being in this world? So my next story is written by Caroline Park. This is the overarching theme of the Bible stories we tell to the children at River Kids. And here it goes. In the beginning, God made the world and everything in it. God made people and breathed God's spirit into them. God and the people were one. But people turned away from God because they didn't trust God was only good to them. There came a break between God and the people, but God loved people and wanted to be close to them. So God came and spoke to the prophets who spoke to people on God's behalf. In this way, God led, led his people, but God wanted to be closer to people. God told people to make a tent called the tabernacle so that God could live among them. People could come and visit God at the tabernacle and ask for help or thank God. Later, God led people into the land that God had promised a long time ago. And as people settled in the new land, they built houses for themselves. They also built a big, beautiful house for God called the temple. People could worship and meet God at the temple, but God wanted to be closer to people. So God became flesh and lived among us. Through Jesus, God spoke to people, listened to them, touched them, and made their sickness go away. Jesus even touched death and changed it. Death could not keep Jesus. Death could no longer separate us from God. When Jesus was taken up to heaven, God's Spirit was poured upon people. God came to each of them all the way to their hearts. Once again, God and his people were one. The Bible provides us with a narrative about how we fit into a larger picture. The Bible affirms our need and deep longing for connection. But the good news is, is that our longing is also God's longing. So the question that we have been asking for throughout time, who am I? Do I matter? Is my presence wanted? Is there anyone I can trust and talk to? Will I always be alone? are exactly the ones that God has been trying to answer to. And it's possible we just have not spent enough time listening to God. And the void that we feel when we are lonely is probably the one that God has been trying to feel by coming closer and closer to us. And maybe... We just have not let ourselves be filled. Having faith does not free us from feeling lonely sometimes, as we read about David and Job and Jeremiah. 
the thing with loneliness is that if we do not exercise our connections, they would not really be helpful for us. It's like having 1,000 friends on Facebook or followers on Instagrams, but we still feel like nobody really knows us. So this leads to my last story. When I was much younger, I attended three different high schools in three different countries. So I went through a lot of transitions and experienced quite a bit of loneliness. But I was always a shy student anyway, so I kept to myself a lot. And I did a lot of doodling and drawing in class, uh, on my textbook, on a piece of napkin, on my desk, um, anywhere, really. Whenever someone had a birthday in class, we all had to write on the birthday card. But I drew a comic instead. So before long, I was known as the illustrator in class. One day, the class bought a huge birthday card for our physics teacher. And the class decided that I was to draw each of my classmates on the birthday card. Now, the thing about the quiet students in the classroom is that we are observers, right? So I was able to identify the unique characteristic of each of my classmates. I did not attend the school for very long. Due to political instability, I had to leave the school quite abruptly. As I was transitioning into a new country and new school, I received a phone call, and to my surprise, it was my old physics teacher. He told me that he was touched by my drawing. So he looked and looked for my phone number, which directed him to my parents' home, and they directed him to me. And this really touched me. To be known and recognized so uniquely and specifically, is wonderful. I was always a quiet student growing up, so I never expected to be remembered much, nor did I make any efforts to be known. I did not realize that when my, I drew each of my classmates on that birthday card, it made them feel known, even in the short period that I was with them. And it made my physics teacher felt special. Which led to him taking the trouble to find me and appreciate me. Looking back on this experience 20 plus years later, I can see this as a story of God speaking to my loneliness. As I was probably speaking to each of my classmates. And my teacher was speaking back to me through his appreciation, even as I was already in a new place, adjusting again to my new situation. The gospel narrative helps me to reframe my experience. It helps me to see all the connections in my story instead of the gaps and the void. The gospel, the narrative of God, 
coming closer and closer to us, to be with us, to be in all of us. Help me locate. Locate myself in this large system that we are in and remind me that I am seen, that I matter, and to certain people, and to some degree, I bring delight to them. So, if we can embrace the gospel narrative all the ways into our hearts, if we can truly be content internally, can you imagine how empowered we can be externally? Maybe we will feel less defensive when we are being excluded, dismissed, or misunderstood. Maybe we will feel more confident trying something new, like attending a party by ourselves or striking up a conversation with someone new. And this leads me to my uh, practical suggestion for today. Pay more attention to the connections rather than the gaps. Include people, include God in your narrative. So no matter where and whatever situation you're in, you can be reminded that you are seen, that you matter, and even though people may not know your name, you are connected. Even in this very room, you probably notice something or appreciate someone. So if you can embrace these people internally, it's then up to you how you're going to engage them externally. Maybe you want to write a letter to. You want to let them know that they're seen, that you see them, and that you're involved in their pain and share in their joy. Another suggestion is try something new. Explore art. There are many forms of art. Music, dance, painting, so on. Even if you feel like you're not a creative person, give it a try anyway. If God is out there and is the origin of this entire universe, God is not going to be limited to the Bible, right? God is going to present God's self in so many creative ways. The whole universe is his palette. So God is going to town with the ways God is speaking and providing for you. So exercising our imagination and creativity will open us up to more connections and more meanings that are beyond words. This coming season, I'm trying something new. I'm starting a new group where we can check in and get to know each other over a mini art project. After a long season of social distancing, it'll be good to learn to connect again, hopefully in a more unique and meaningful ways. Now, do not worry about being an artistic person. In this way, art is just one way of offering ourselves and be present for each other. So if this is something that interests you, 
Please fill out the connection card or scan the QR code on, code on your program. I would love to get connected with you and hear your story too. Thank you for listening. <laughs>